welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Lifers by Cody Jinks, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Megan Black Campion. Megan wrestled for Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, and became the first female to place at the Iowa High School State Wrestling Tournament. She won gold at the Junior Pan American Games in 2014. Collegiately, Megan wrestled for one year at King University and three years at McKendree, finishing as an All-American each year. She joined the United States Army and trained as part of its Army World-Class Athlete Program. She's represented the United States in the Tour de Spain, Pan American Championships, and World Championships. Megan and her husband, Zach, recently welcomed a daughter, Leighton. Megan is a champion both on and off the mat, and I'm so excited to share her story with you. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Megan Black Campion. So how's it going? Oh, never better. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, uh, really. <laughs> how, how old is... So, um, just a second, I have it down. So you, it's Leighton Rose. And how old is yep. she? Uh, she just turned four months this week. Four months. What's yep. that been like? Well, you know, you always, um, I, I've always loved kids. You don't realize yeah. how much love you have until you have one of your own. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking like a true mom because my mom tells me that all the time. You know, I I absolutely love her. Like, um, it was actually a year ago today. Um, we found out that we were having a baby. And, wow. You know, I gotta say, at the time, there were like some tears because I thought my whole life was wrestling at the time. Um, mm. and, oh my gosh, like how could this be? Um, now today, holding her today. I can honestly say there's no medal I could ever hold that is as good as holding my daughter. So wow. uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up kind of a point that I was going to talk about at some point, but you know, uh, women athletes go through that. Yeah. You know, they, they, us as men, we don't have to make that decision, you know? So it's the decision wh- that was made that I, I guess I didn't know. I would ever make and it I guess it kind of was made for me uh mm-hmm. when you once you find out you're pregnant I mean you're that's that's it so there was for me anyway mm-hmm. any chance that maybe get back into competing it one day um I think there, there's always that chance like my love <laughs> uh didn't just die because right. I had a big like I absolutely love wrestling um I love coaching wrestling I love putting on my shoes it was just uh yesterday uh yeah yesterday was the first time that i've wrestled like actually wrestled live um in a year and uh wow yeah yeah it's just like it it felt so good like it Mm -hmm. it was good (laughs) (laughs) how'd you do oh good (laughs) rusty but good yeah yeah so good just to be (laughs) yeah what so what are you up to nowadays um, well, I am now a recruiter for the National Guard. Um, okay. So when I joined WCAP, I mm-hmm. definitely thought um, that I was kind of going into the Army for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, even when I was done wrestling, like I still had such a love for my country and for the military. Um, I was like, I can see myself, you know, continuing a career in this path. And um, I have a degree in teaching and I love teaching. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> I love, 
I still love the guard and I'm, I'm pretty passionate about what they were um, able to do in my life. And that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are actually, <laughs> I'm helping coach at William Penn as well. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. So um, I was going to say, actually, you are the second athlete I've had on that's done the W cap route. The first one was Moza Fay. Oh, so yeah. I, I've never really heard about it. So we, we talked about it quite a bit because I found yeah. it awesome and interesting and another, another resource for wrestlers who want to continue at the next level. Without a doubt. You know, um, I don't think there's enough people that know about WCAP and, mm-hmm. and I don't know that it's necessarily like the right choice for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. but for me, I would never, I would, I would never do any, anything differently now. <laughs> yeah. How did you get into yeah. it then? Um, a couple years ago, I was a partner, uh, for Jenna, uh, Burkett at, uh, the 2018, uh, world championships. And coach Hodge had talked to me a little bit. He's like, Hey, have you ever thought about joining the army? And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. And, uh, I thought I had my career pretty, pretty well planned out at that time. And it was that next year that I graduated from college and, life hits it. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't have things planned out as well. I thought, and, um, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to continue to, to train at the level I need to train at and have a career as well. And so then I was like, Hmm, coach Hodge, I'm going to need to give him a call. (laughs) Made a career out of wrestling for the army. And, uh, I wouldn't do it any, any, anything different. It's a great Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. With wrestling, you know, quite a few people like when you get to that certain type of level that you were at you you almost have to purposely make yourself poor to continue you know like it's hard to have a career yeah it's like you either pursue a career or you pursue wrestling unless you're looking at you know wwe as you're wrestling (laughs) there's no money in it um so when the army was like hey we're gonna pay you to chase your dreams um i'm like yeah that that sounds pretty good (laughs) (laughs) I've always been such a patriot. Like I've always loved my country. And um, so it was, it was kind of an easy choice for me. Yeah. So you, um, so you signed up for the national guard or did you sign up for the (laughs) army? No, um, I enlisted in the Colorado national guard um, because WCAP also allows you to be a member of the national guard. And um, the reason I went guard instead of army is I just thought, you know, someday I might have a family. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. And I might not want to do army stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, I want to be able to move back home and, and teach and also do guard stuff on the weekends. And turns out um, I do like doing army stuff every day. So <laughs> now, that's what I do every day. Um, but, you know, it's still good to be back. Um, now I'm in the Iowa national guard I'm I'm back home with my family and um, back in Iowa where I love to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long were you out in Colorado for? Uh, two and a half years. What'd you think? I absolutely love Colorado. (laughs) Um, my husband and I definitely, I think made the most of our time up. Um, I mean, WCAP's great because it was like, I trained hard, like worked my butt off all week. And then the weekends, like we really got to experience Colorado and we go out, hike and fish and hunt and ice fish and like everything that you can possibly do in Colorado. Like we made the most of it. So I loved my time in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, it's not home. Um, yeah. As far as I, I want to raise my my daughter around family, um, but Colorado's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go, 
go to Colorado. <laughs> Are you um, a skier or a snowboarder? Skier. Skier? Yeah. 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 What, about, what about your husband? Um, I don't know. We didn't do too much of that while we were out there just because yeah. I'm not trying to like break any true break, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> really got into the ice fishing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we did in the winter. We'd go to all these different mountain lakes and get into just all sorts of different type of trout and yeah (laughs) are you two so you know zach is your husband zach campion good wrestler you know in his own right are you guys competitive with each other (laughs) yes i think we both know like you can only be competitive with each other like wrestling so much and then someone gets hurt (laughs) so um (laughs) so yeah like we wrestle around and stuff and, and zach was when i was wrestling really a great partner for me as well um because we're the same size and um he definitely helped me to kind of get to that next level i think in my career but we're competitive and and everything we do. <laughs> so like when you went when you went ice fishing was it who yeah. caught the bigger fish and of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, that's fun did you uh did you like when you caught your fish did you also like skin it and cook it and everything yes um uh, yeah and- yeah, like, uh, turns out I love to cook, and um, <laughs> I did before I met Zach, too, but now um, he really introduced me more to the hunting and fishing stuff. I've always been a, a huge fan of the outdoors, mostly um, at farms, though, mm-hmm. because growing up on a farm, like, I really only had time to to wrestle or farm, and um, I didn't have much time to hunt fish because we raised cattle, and cattle needed fed, and I mm-hmm. needed to run. So, I mean, between those two, there just wasn't much other <laughs> And, uh, when I got married, I, I like learned all this cool, like hunting and fishing stuff. And <laughs> what I really enjoy doing is like hunting and fishing and then cooking them. I, I love, um, the whole process of, um, butchering it and, and freezing it and finding recipes and like every, uh, the whole thing. Nice. Where do you find your recipes at? Um, a variety of places. Um, yeah. Peter has a really good, um, book for like wild game, mm. um, I do a lot of um, <laughs> looking in there. Uh, a lot of it is just like kind of being creative. And I find mm-hmm. like what I liked about wrestling was just going out and just flowing and kind of, you know, just seeing where the match takes you or practice takes you. And now that I'm not wrestling, I, I think that cooking is kind of like that where I just, I have this piece of raw meat and then I just kind of, <laughs> kind of go with it and see you know where it takes me <laughs> <laughs> wow that's an interesting outlook i don't know if i've really had talked to somebody who has kind of had that outlook on wrestling you know yeah. with like you know wherever this practice takes me wherever this match takes, like it almost seemed like you were ready for ready for any of it i think um my wrestling eventually evolved to that um mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't like that in high school or really even college i think it was very practices were more scripted where mm-hmm. like you do a takedown and then you do and and you know and like that's your mindset is like i gotta get this takedown and then um i think it was really being at wcap and wrestling with jenna um that we would start drilling but it was really never a drill it was just kind of hand fighting and to just play wrestling the whole time um and really just kind of learning from from that and i think at a certain level like you, you know, a lot of technique and you know, a lot of moves. Um, and then you just kind of learn wrestling feel. And, um, that's what, I guess what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Just, you kind of 
going, you see where things take you. And I think if you can learn to wrestle out of those positions or wrestle for me, wrestle in those positions um, and practice, it just made wrestling on, on the mat easier. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That makes sense. I mean, there, there's only so many times you can drill a single leg or, you know, drill yeah. a sweep single, like before. Right. When you're, when you're beginning wrestling, you need the, mm-hmm. And you need to learn those basics. And then as you evolve, like you learn to, I think, figure out different ways to finish on that maybe aren't as scripted. Yeah, because 99% of the time, it's not scripted. The takedown is not easy. It's not scripted. It's not equal, right? Like you got that factor in of your partner or your opponent. And um, I I like, I always like that about wrestling. Mm -hmm. I like, I liked the scramble positions and the place where I could just, you know, try to try to wrestle out of things and for better or for worse, I think <laughs> and put myself in those scramble positions. Why, but <laughs> um, we kind of, I guess we'll kind of touch on your, your start with wrestling. Cause yep. you have a, do you just have the one brother Tucker? Yep. Yep. I have Tucker. Um, he's a year and a half younger than me. Mm-hmm. I have a sister who's 10 years younger than me, uh, Maddie. Maddie. Okay. Is she wrestling too? Um, she just graduated, um, okay. from college here and, um, she, she got second at state. She's a tough wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wrestle anymore. Uh, she had a really bad, um, head injury, uh, mm-hmm. last and she, she won't be able to wrestle now because, because of that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how, how, how did your family then get into wrestling? Really? Yeah. My grandpa was a wrestler. And, really? um, my, my dad and my uncle in wrestling and, uh, they were both, both real good wrestling at wrestling. My uncle was really good. Um, he went on even to fight a couple matches, um, in the UFC, just a, a real tough oh. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were there. And, um, but backtrack, um, when we were, oh, I was in first grade and Tucker was in kindergarten and, um, I always love to do exactly what Tucker was doing and (laughs) like being the older sister, but I always kind of took over everything that he was doing. So when my parents were like, Hey, Tucker's going to wrestle. Of course I was like, well, I want to wrestle too. You know, (laughs) Um, originally my mom said no. And it wasn't because I was a girl. Um, It was just because she thought that (laughs) Tucker needed his own thing because Mm -hmm. like, I just had this way of like, taking over everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um you know i think it was after a week or two of just like begging to go to practice they finally gave in and uh never looked back really yeah so it sounds like it was a family affair but did did you know much about wrestling when you started like did they kind of talk to you about it or and so at grade when i was in first grade um i started wrestling right and i Mm -hmm. i had known Iowa wrestling like we're we're a fan mm-hmm. <laughs> right and uh my my dad graduated my mom and dad graduated from Iowa State um so we we just followed a lot of Iowa State and Iowa mm-hmm. and naturally just my I think I learned a lot from just their love of wrestling as well mm-hmm. and take um and then it was it, it's not that I knew a lot about it I just I wanted to learn more mm-hmm. and 
I think by second grade, uh, yeah, it was definitely second grade. I told my parents, like, I'm going to go to the Olymp- I'm going to go to the Olympics for wrestling. Like, that's wow. what I want to do. Oh. And uh, my parents were great. Like, at the time, there were really no, you know, females out there. Mm-hmm. And they, they were never like, uh, well, that's probably not going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, said they're just like, okay, well, we're going to do, you know, everything we can to get you there. And uh, they did. They <laughs> drove me all around the state and uh, just – supported me the whole way. It's kind of how that went. <laughs> did you, uh, did you do any other sports or was yeah. it, did you just, yeah. I also loved swimming. I did track and tra- cross country. Um, I did, I did basketball for like a year or two when I was little, but, um, not for very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling took up my love and, um, and I, I did really like swimming as well. Mm-hmm. Really? Were you good? <laughs> What's that? I just wasn't quite as good at it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the last couple of people I've interviewed have talked about swimming and how hard it is. And, yeah. you know, coming from wrestlers to say that another sport is hard, like, all right, you know, it's hard. You know, the biggest thing for me, so going back to my last year of competition, where mm-hmm. swimming ties into this conversation is, um, I'm, I'm glad that I learned to swim, um, like, competitively because my last year of wrestling here just this past year um i got a it's kind of weird talking about like parasites and stuff i got a parasite when i was camping in colorado and i, I was sick all summer i didn't get oh, wow. to do um because of it. i had like some internal bleeding from it and anyway they could wrong with me eventually we found out it was a parasite made me really sick anyway i couldn't really wrestle but i could swim so i just trained for world team trials by swimming every day i just got lots of swimming in and um wrestled when i could but that wasn't very often i had a separated shoulder and something wrong with me turns out it was a parasite and uh so i just i just swam all the time some partially for rehab and partially just for conditioning and for my own sanity and uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was um, September 1st, and World Team Trials were on September 10th, and I finally got back on the mat <laughs> September 1st. But wow, eight to September, I I only swam. It was crazy. <laughs> wow, how did you feel then getting back on the mat? Like physically, did you feel pretty pretty okay in shape because of swimming, or were you still like not in wrestling shape? It, it you know wrestling is its own type of shape. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you can't replicate it unless you're doing it. Um, but swimming gave me, um, definitely a way to stay, to keep all my conditioning and also like, you know, help my, help my shoulder <laughs> quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Wow. I'm just taking that in. That would be tough. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so going into world team trials then, like I, I only had 10 days on the mat, um, right. made a yeah to the time I competed was only 10 days and I kind of went into that world team trials thinking like you know what I've done everything that I that I can which isn't much and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrestle and it turns out it was like best best tournament of my life Um, (laughs) getting second there at at that and I think it's just because um I just kind of wrestled free for the first time I, I didn't have like a whole lot of pressure because I didn't do much I didn't have uh, huge expectations. I think it was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to go out and, and give her heck. Cause that's all <laughs> and uh, I told myself like, you know what, Megan, you only have to be good one day. It's actually two days. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but but each day I just told myself you need one good day like you need one good day that's today today's gonna be your good day and uh yeah wow (laughs) to me that went to show that like mentality more than anything is is really important so yeah yeah, kind of crazy. That. I mean, that's what got me to that point in my wrestling. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know, you kind of when did you start taking it seriously? Because you know that that mentality and you know being kind of kind of nervous when you were wrestling. Yeah, you know, did, was that always there? But. Um, a lot of weight on my shoulders. Like I always had really high expectations of myself, and um, it was almost like wrestling with chains. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I had these super high expectations and they just like weighed me down and um I needed to find a way to to kind of cut those I think something I'm still learning about myself because it, it is kind of recent that I figured mm-hmm. this out um but um when did I start taking it seriously uh I've always taken things pretty seriously <laughs> yeah like I'm pretty competitive and, and it didn't really matter what I guess age I was. Um, I always wanted to be the best. Um, you know, I think if there's any point in time I can point at, that was like maybe a turning point. I think it was back in 2019. I had just graduated from college and I think at some point you have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and figure out like, Megan, you've been at this for a long time and you've yet to reach what you want to do. So what are you doing that's not getting you there? And I think to uh, myself and to a lot of people, it looked like I was doing all that I could, but I knew that I could give more. And I felt like I just needed someone to hold me accountable for that. And I knew (laughs) I knew the army would. And that's kind of what took me there is, um, yeah, 2019, I was just tired of lying to myself like I knew I could give more. I just needed, I needed to, to do it. Um, I always try hard. Um, mm-hmm. knew I, I knew I could try more and, uh, don't mean to seem like a good place to, <laughs> to make me do that. Um, and not, not let myself off the hook. Mm-hmm. So. How did you know that you could give more? Cause like, you know, we obviously get in those mindsets, the tunnel vision where you think you're giving all you can. How'd you figure out that you weren't? Um, I think you you have that feeling, right? Like, you know, when you look yourself in the eye, you truly know, like, did I give everything? And you can put on a, on a show, you can put on a, a show to everyone at practice, squint your eyes, make it look like, you know, you're really trying and maybe you are really trying. And I can say I really was, I really was trying. Um, but did I have another 1% to give? I, I think I did. And, um, even if that was just a a mental thing that I knew that mentally I could be stronger. Um, I knew, I knew it. I think most athletes, if they're truly honest with themselves, they know when they have more to give. And, uh, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's about admitting it to yourself. I think. Mm -hmm. And once I, once I was able to do that, um, I was able to to put a lot more into it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think that's well said. I think you're right. I think when people 
athletes when you want to get to the next level sometimes they're scared because you know like I, i'm giving everything i know you know i think that's part of it is like the fear of that i mean i think you said it it's the fear of i've given this much if i give that one percent more and i don't get what i'm looking for it's gonna crush me that's i think that's what athletes think is like i'm giving it all i got or i, I think i'm giving it all i got but if i gave this one percent more and I don't get it. Like, what am I going to do? And, um, I think at some point you just throw, throw that out and you say like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see what that looks like. And that's what, that's what did it for me. Mm-hmm. I came off a really bad 2019, um, world team trial and I knew like, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. And, at the time, um, like Forrest and Allie and Kayla, um, I, I know there were more there at the time too. I'm just drawing a blank. We're mm-hmm. all at, and, and they were like, Hey, you know, you know, are, you could always come practice with us and stuff. And like I said, since I was a little girl, I, I always wanted to be a Hawkeye or I wanted to be a cyclone. I always wanted to wrestle for those schools. Um, but I also knew that there was always this call of, of me internally, um, knowing that if I was up there wrestling, that my family would be back here farming. And I knew that if the day got hard and, and they needed help, that I would always come home and help them because I couldn't stop myself. If they were working cattle, I wanted to be there. And those are kind of some of those chains I was talking about. I love my family, but I knew if I stayed in Iowa, um, I wasn't going to be able to give that 1% more I needed uh, to wrestling. And I knew in Colorado that that wasn't a a choice I could make. Like I knew the army was, you know, the army, like they're not Mm going to work cattle, Megan, like you're here to wrestle. (laughs) And, um, I knew I had that mental, uh, weakness where I, I would always put my family, um, before myself and they would never put that on me. Right. They'd never Mm -hmm. be like, you need to come home from wrestling practice to work cattle. Um, but I would feel guilty, you know, if my, my little sister was out there working in the mud and the snow. Um, and I was in in a warm room wrestling. I would have felt guilty about that. And, um, no one put that on me. It's just, Mm -hmm. um, so again, like being honest with yourself, I'm like, I got to cut those chains somehow. And, uh, that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's nobody's putting that on you. No one's making you do that. You know, it's just how you do it yourself. And to realize that and to be like, I need to do this for me. Yeah, man, that had to be tough. It was um, because those same people are the ones that have been supporting me. Right. Right. And not only do I feel like I owe it to myself because I've been working, but I owe it to my parents and to my family who have sacrificed with me. Um, Mm. And, uh, that's when I decided like, Hey, I need to make a move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's scary too. You know, when you, when you enlist in the army, I mean, it's, you're, yeah. you're, you're in the army. Like you yeah. can't back out. There's no getting out of this. So like, yeah. I've always been really strong in my faith and uh, God is, has always provided for me. And I knew I, I had been praying about it for a while. And I knew that sometimes, you know, God just calls you out of that boat into that like rough water. And he's like, Hey, it, you know, it's time, it's time to get out of that safe spot if you want to grow. And, uh, 
I definitely felt safe in Iowa, right? Like right. I had my family, I had my training. Um, but that wasn't getting me to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said that. I mean, I think just even listening to this much, a lot of people can get a lot, of, <laughs> you know, from this, you know, first, even, I think it's been half an hour, you know, so, um, yeah, well, <laughs> this is great. It's a lot, lot of stuff. Learning the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of just, uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I really tear into myself, you know, um, but I always grow from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you pull yourself back from, you know, um, I think wrestlers and athletes in general can be really hard on themselves. So how do you kind of rein yourself back in and give yourself some grace? You know, oh, that's a, that's a learning <laughs> still something I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. But I guess at the end of the day, I, again, it goes back to that looking in the mirror and mm-hmm. just being honest with myself every day, like whether like sometimes I've always learned to be that it's important to be humble, but sometimes it's also okay to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I did a good job today. Um, because that's also something that I had to learn to do is, and I, I think especially as Iowans, we have this mentality of like, I don't know if it's just grown up with the Iowa wrestling mentality of like, you don't have to celebrate when you win because you expect to win. Right. <laughs> good thing and it's something I always respect um but it's also okay to enjoy the process and enjoy getting better and enjoy failing as long as you you learn from it and um it's okay to be like I did a good job today (laughs) and it took me again until just this last couple years to figure that out I can honestly say I went through my entire college career and I can't say I, I enjoyed much of it. And it's not due to any coach. It's not due to any program that I was in. I was just really hard on myself. Like even good matches, I, I would always be like, but I could have done this or I could have done that instead of just being like, you know what you did, you did one good thing out of this um, or, or just finding some good things about myself. Because like you said, I think athletes, wrestlers in general, we do a really good job at finding things we need to work on. Mm-hmm. I didn't always do a good job at finding things I did a good job on and um, it made the process not enjoyable. You know, um, I had a decent college career. I mean, as a national finalist, I four-time All-American. It wasn't like great. I won universities once, but I can say I won universities and didn't enjoy it. It just, I still found things about my national championship that I was like, man, I could have done this better. Could have done this better. Like, I guess I w- if I could go back, that's what I would change is just learning to enjoy it, learning to, mm-hmm. to be like, you know what, Megan, you did a good job today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it wasn't until later in my career that I figured that out. And I guess now with having a daughter and, and being able to coach William Penn, um, that's something that I want to to teach them too. It's, it's okay to, to, to say you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Cause that's something I'm struggling with. You know, I struggle with still to this day is, you know, patting myself on the back saying, Hey, that yeah. was a good job. Good job. You know, with this podcast, you know, I listen back and go, I could have done this different, that better. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm the same. I'm good at picking mm-hmm. out what I, what I could have done. <laughs> Maybe not some good pieces or points that I did. <laughs> 
in everything you do, there are probably some good things that mm-hmm. you can pick out of that too and learn from those and enjoy them. Enjoy, enjoy wins. Like, I don't know <laughs> enjoy wins, but I didn't enjoy them because I was just figuring out what I did wrong in there. So if I asked you right now to, to, if you could just sit back and look back over your career and, and soak it in and pat yourself on the back for how good you did, you know, would you be able, would you be able to, to do that a little bit? I'm getting to that point. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of this new job as a recruiter, um, for the army is I go into high schools and I, you know, I, I tell my, my wrestling story and that's maybe not always my voice. My, my superiors tell me like, Hey, like people find your story. Cool. You should talk about it. And to me, what people find, you know, as a success, partially, I still see as a failure. And so, um, part of just growing and I think some of it is just that distance, maybe from competing in the sport is learning to actually appreciate some things that you did. Um, so I'm getting there, I, mm-hmm. I guess I look back on some, some highlights, um, some things that I did well. Um, I think that I learned, um, I, I did learn over time to enjoy the sport and mm-hmm. it, you know, it goes up and down, uh, in middle school. I, I didn't, uh, I, I loved wrestling and then high school came and I maybe didn't enjoy it as much. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think there's a lot of outside pressure, college wrestling came and um again had its highs and lows times i really enjoyed it times i didn't i look back on it now and um i can see those things (laughs) Mm -hmm. why did you why do you think you put so much pressure on yourself um i think you have a lot of people and you're saying like oh you know you could do some really special things yeah do some things that maybe uh, people, um, in your family haven't done people in your state haven't done. Um, you have some, some really great opportunities in front of you. You work really hard, what, whatever it may be. And you take those things to heart and you don't want to let those down. You know, you have a lot, but, um, put a lot of time into you and you don't want to let them down. And you realize that when you carry those things out with you, it, it's not necessarily that, that you're letting them down. You're letting yourself down. Mm-hmm. Um, by not just wrestling like free <laughs> from those. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's tough stuff to realize, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot to digest and that's just a lot. It's tough. 20 some years of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, growing up, did you have mostly positive experiences when you were wrestling? Yeah. 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 Most, you always have those people who, you know, can be negative. Um, but for the most part, I, I was really supported. I had, I had a great community around me, um, great coaches, people that wanted to see me succeed. And, um, I think the introduction of social media, um, really opened my eyes to people who weren't so kind. Um, I remember after the state wrestling tournament, um, I had quite a few messages in my, my Facebook messenger, um, some really positive, some really inappropriate and some really mean. And, um, just that really opened my eyes to not everyone supports you. And, um, 
it had a, it had, it had some negative effects on me. Um, I, I was able to realize that my freshman year, um, of college that maybe these messages I'm reading aren't having such a good effect on my mentality. So I, I deleted Facebook, um, because I didn't want to read that anymore. I knew who I was. I knew, um, what my mission was and I didn't want to, <laughs> I guess, read, read anything else besides what I knew about myself. So yeah, Facebook, it was for the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you, you know, when, were you prepared sort of, or let me, let me start over. Were you aware of what you were getting yourself into possibly, or potentially getting yourself into? No, <laughs> no, no. My, my idea, and it goes back to how I was raised. Um, my dad, we grew up on a farm, like I said, never, mm-hmm. looked at me, not that he didn't look at, at me as a daughter, because he, he did, but mm-hmm. never looked as any less um, able than my brother. And it didn't matter what we were doing on the farm. Um, I, I was still expected to do it. And that same mentality ca- carried over in the wrestling room. Um, so I never expected anything less than what my brother also expected. We were, we were going to be state champions. That was the thing. Like, um, I'm, I'm out to, to be a state champion. And the fact that other people made a big deal about it was like, okay, well, this is what I'm expected to do. This is, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And when I fell short of that, like people maybe saw that my shortcomings as a success or whatever but i still saw him as a failure like placing eighth at a state tournament that was never my goal my goal was to be a state champion mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so i don't think i was aware of um everything that people were, were saying because i was living in my own world of these are my goals this is what i got to do to reach them and it really wasn't until i started reading um things online that i realized that oh maybe people see things differently than i do Mm-hmm. And when you finally, you know, you got on the podium and, you know, you saw it as a failure and everyone, but there was all these other people that saw it as like this great breakthrough success. Did, did, did things kind of, how do I say that? Did, did the spotlight kind of hit you a little brighter at that point? Um, I think it, it added a lot more pressure to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like all these people are watching me and, um, my pressure went from carrying the weight of like, I want to do well for myself. I want to do well to my family is like, now I have all these people who are expecting me to do well. Um, so I felt like I had to, and again, with those chains, it just added another link, um, that kind of weighed me down. I think, um, I wish I would have had the mat maturity, the, I guess the emotional maturity to be able to cut those and just be able to wrestle with more freedom and less pressure. Um, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was good and uh, I cared a lot and I cared a lot about um, about making other people happy and mm-hmm. uh, doing well for them. And it, it affected my wrestling. It, it definitely hindered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and on a much lo- lower scale, I'm the same way in, in terms of things that I like to do. I like to make other people happy that sometimes I lose track of my own, you know, yep. and, yep. And that's kind of what you're explaining. Extremely, like, I guess is, I don't mean to like brag on myself or anything, but <laughs> oh, go ahead. like, I, I truly care um, about people and I, mm-hmm. I care about what they think, but I do care about what they think. And, um, and 
so when people thought that I could do really well, um, then I was like, well, I, I should do really well because these people care about me and I want them to keep perceiving me in this way of that. I am the best. And, um, yeah, it, it weighed me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally understand. You know, when, when you don't reach that, which, um, a lot of people don't, most people don't, it's just learning how to, to recover and get better from those. And instead of maybe learning to do that, I just continued to have more self-doubt for a while, until, I, until I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, you know, did it ever occur to you? Like, did you ever have second thoughts about wrestling? Like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like did people start to get to you where you're like, maybe they're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, self-doubts. Um, Maybe not because um, of what people are saying, but because of my my performance, I was like, man, I'm, maybe I'm not um, going to reach these things because I'm not performing the best. Right? I had a lot of injuries, a lot of setbacks that way, and you know, sometimes they can weigh you down just as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who? So but and when people doubted me, it made me want to prove them otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't myself it, it made me want to prove them wrong um more than anything when I didn't um reach the expectations that I set for myself that's that's kind of what set me back it's mm-hmm. not what to, to climb back from those maybe as quickly as I should have yeah when you were growing up in wrestling like um you know who who were you looking up to who were the idols that you watched growing up you know well I think my first idol ever was my uncle Jason right he mm-hmm. had when I was young, he was still wrestling for Buena Vista. Um, he was a all American there and he was a hero. Um, I got a little older. I started to know like some actual names in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like, it was Dan Gable. It was Kale Sanderson. Um, those are the first two that come to mind. They were Iowa wrestling legends and I, I love them. And really I, I didn't know of any females. I just, you know, uh, social media wasn't out there. There wasn't a lot of wrestling coverage outside of Iowa. And, and I didn't know any females, um, to look up to. So my wrestling idols were Tom and Terry brands. They were Dan Gable, Kale Sanderson, like typical Iowa names. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, I do want to ask you, um, about, uh, Cassie Herkelman, you know, she made the state tournament Right, like at the same time you did. Yep, made it. I'm not same, mistaken. Same day, same bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, when when you saw what happened to her with Joel North Northrup, um, you know, forfeiting for his beliefs, you know, did did you did that worry you? Did that like how did that impact you at all? If it no, if it any, um, I I knew it it was going to happen. Um, Joel had forfeited to me um, in the years prior um, the AAU state tournament, so. It wasn't a shocker. I, I mean, that's something that he had stood by for a while. So when she got that draw, I was like, mm, that's going to happen, right? It, it's not new. It wasn't anything to be surprised of. To other people, it might have been, but mm-hmm. I, I, he had forfeited to me twice already. Um, so uh, it was unfortunate for him, you know, that that's his belief and, and um, that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I, I, my mindset was like, I'm still on a mission. And if mm-hmm. you, 
then I respect you for that. And I'm going to give you all I have. And I expect you to, to wrestle me with that same, that same spirit. And uh, if you're not going to give me all you have, then I guess. Get out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, just like I think any, any guy would be, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you, so you started out at King university. I did. Yep. And then, and then you ended up at McKendry. Was it, when you first got out of the scene of Iowa and got to the college scene where it was now you're, um, you know, wrestling women's, you know, you're in women's wrestling, you know, what was that transition like going from like high school, Iowa high school to now it's just a women's wrestling scene in terms of like, how do I say this? You know, it was a transition um, because men and women do not wrestle the same. Um, and I was used to wrestling guys and wrestling girls was, it was quite different. Um, so that plus more of it for me was the mental side of it. Like I had gone my whole life of being the best girl. I had never been beat by a girl, um, until Fargo. Um, and I wasn't going to let any girls beat me. Like all the girls from where I was in my area weren't any good. So it was like, I'm not going to be beat by a girl. Right. So then you get to college and you have, you bring a bunch of girls just like me with that same mentality from their communities where they're the best. Right. And then you put them all in one room (laughs) and uh, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of people with a lot of strong will and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's nothing against uh, men's practice. They work really hard. Um, but I think girls carry this extra chip on their shoulder, or at least at the time, because there Mm -hmm. weren't many, the practice that it was like, I'm the best girl. No, I'm the best, you know, like, <laughs> so that transition then, um, I think was actually good for me because, um, it made me tougher for one. Mm. There's other tough girls out here and you can't take a day off. Like there's another girl that's going to beat you. Um, so made me work hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked to, um, I talked to Becca Roper earlier yeah. on the podcast and she, she blew my mind with some of the stuff she said, like uh, the woman, so she wrestled one match, but um, she was slippery because she lotions men. Us as men, we don't really put lotion on, you know, but women do tend to do. Yep. And her hips were really big and strong. And typically women have bigger hips because, you know, for childbearing. Yeah. And so like these things you don't think about, I'm just saying like these things you don't think about that. Yeah. Completely different. It's different. So one of the things um, I was just teaching the girls um, yesterday at William Penn was like those hips are two things, one for carrying babies and two for cutting girls' hands off. And <laughs> we were practicing uh, gut. Like, your hips are knives. You take that knife and you cut their hand off. Like use your hips. God has given them to you. You use them, cut people with them. And uh, you know, if you're defending a single leg, cut them with that, with that hip, like hit them in the face with it. And, uh, my poor brother, he was <laughs> reciprocant of a lot of hits to the forehead. Um, <laughs> but he's got a big head. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So, um, it was different. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it it's easy to think like you would, like you were kind of saying that you would find success right away, but yeah, you didn't well you did but to to a certain extent you didn't no oh I I got seventh as a freshman and um I didn't wrestle all season I I got a real bad concussion right off the bat um 
I probably shouldn't have came back to wrestling at all that that semester. Um, looking back on it, I was I was pretty shook up, and um, came back and I got a, a couple weeks of wrestling in. I think two before nationals and gave it all I had. But you know, I'd, I'd like to blame it on that concussion, but really mentally, um, I was probably scared because um, I hadn't wrestled a lot of girls, and I was like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose to a girl. And again, that probably held me back from doing good. <laughs> And what was, what went behind the decision to transfer from King University to McKendry? There are quite a few things. Um, King, at the time, we had won um, a national championship, and we nice. had a ton of girls in that room. Um, a lot of the girls were graduating, um, so I, I was going to lose some of my um, pretty steady practice partners. Um, not that there weren't more good ones in the room, but my my partners in particular. Um, mm-hmm we're leaving um on top of that that was 14 hours from home and yeah it was it was a drive and at the time um we had some family things going on and I just I wanted to be at home for those and um 14 hours wasn't gonna cut it Mm -hmm. uh on top of that and I, I still tell people this today even recruiting for William Penn or even the army like there's no one size fits all program. And just because you're successful in a program or, or a lot of people are, doesn't mean it's necessarily the right fit for you. And King is a great program. I will never say a bad thing about that. Um, it, it wasn't any, any bad feelings toward King that made me leave there, except for that. It just wasn't the right fit for me. Um, I knew again, looking in the mirror that I had more to give and, and more I could do. And it just wasn't, gonna quite happen for me there and uh that summer I qualified for the Pan American Championships I wrestled at McKendry um for a camp and I I got to know uh coach Sam Schmitz and I was like you know what this is a guy I feel like can maybe take me to the next level um I didn't have a lot of partners there but I believe that um you know we were gonna get them um because they were only like a a one-year program at that point. Um, but I knew like, Hey, Sam's something special. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna attract a lot of, you know, good wrestlers to him. And I want to be a part of that. Um, and decided to make that switch. It was, it went from being a 14 hour, 15 hour drive home, um, to a five hour, four and a half, five hour drive home. Um, and so I, I would, um, you know, wrestle there during the week and come home and farm on the weekend. And I think that's eventually what made me realize, like, hey, if I move to Iowa, this isn't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to farming and wrestling at the same time, and I can't do both and be the best at it. So. Mm-hmm. But that's and, that injury. Um, just was a, maybe a little better fit for me at that point in my career. But mm-hmm. my heart well, is places. I I love <laughs> I love McKendry. Loved them both. <laughs> yeah, two things out of that that come out of that for me is one, um, I think majority of athletes transfer for that reason. You know, yeah. there's a lot of negative stigma because it is so easy to transfer, you know, apparently nowadays, but I feel the majority are in good faith that they transfer because they just need a, a different fit and that's okay. Yeah. You know, you go on these college visits and they, each program's giving you the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. They're, this is what it is to be like here. And they're showing you the very best. Um, and you, you think maybe that's what it's going to be like that every day. I actually didn't ever visit King. Um, I just <laughs> I went to a camp um, that summer at the Olympic Training Center and 
I realized that all my partners there were going to King and I was like, well, maybe if these are my partners, maybe I should be going to a school where they're all at. Um, so I can't say that King gave me the best view of everything, but I think mm-hmm. for a lot of you know, they'd see one side of the school that maybe don't see it on a bad day or an average day and you get sold to that one good day. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True. And the second thing is um, McKendry's a powerhouse now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are, I mean, you know, you stepped in and almost started what is now a really good women's wrestling program. I mean, without saying that I did that, again, like learning to, to have some, you know, happiness or learning to, to be okay with stuff you did. I'm learning that, you know, I was a part of, of that program and, and attracting more good wrestlers there. And, and, um, I'm proud of that. I think I was, of you know, getting some, cause there were good wrestlers there. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad about those girls. They were tough. Um, but I think I was a part of, you know, attracting more tough wrestlers to that program. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I think um, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I try to be humble. I, I don't um, necessarily I don't think I was like the sole reason. <laughs> right. Um, when I look back at that, it was like I can say that I played a part in that, I think. Yeah, you're a contributing factor. I'm sure if people were looking at McKendree and women were like, where am I going to go? Well, Megan Black is over here. Okay, okay. There's a good reason potentially to go there, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we, I would house a lot of recruits on campus, and I was never the one to, to I don't drink, and I never have. I wasn't the mm-hmm. one out partying. Um, I hosted a lot of people and just showed them, like, what it was to be to have a good time and be a good athlete and that you didn't have to, you know, go out and do a bunch of crazy stuff to have a fun time in college. And, um, I, I always wish people the best, um, when they came to visit the school, you know, whether, whether you come here or not, I hope the best for you. And I think, uh, and I truly believe that. And I think it attracted people. Mm-hmm. So did you, did you go on a visit to McKendry either, or did you just not really, you know, I, I so think you didn't I, go on any college visits? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I went to that camp for mm-hmm. like 10 days, and that was probably the best recruiting visit I could have had because I stayed on campus and um, got to know the coach for 10 days. And so did I go on official visit? No. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, I really didn't have many people recruit me out of high school because I had told everyone that I was going to the Olympic Training Center, which I truly believed I was mm-hmm. up until – I think it was like July 30th and I was like, what? wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And all my, all my partners at that camp, um, at the training center, were going to King. And I was like, why am I going to the training center? If all my partners are going to King. So I think it was like August 1st. I decided, Hey, I'm going to go to King. <laughs> I did. No way. So that's like what, two, two, three weeks before you enroll. You just... yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <Huh. laughs> <laughs> What were you? I um, got married 99 days after I met my husband. So I, I once I get sold on something, you got me. I, I made, really committed to it. So <laughs> Wow. So you met Zach and then 99 days later you were married. Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah. When, like you said, you know, when you get sold on something, hey, when you know, you know. I, I pray about it. And um, yep. I truly believe that that's, that's what I'm going to do. Then, hey. Yeah. I have so set thoughts. That's what I'm in. How, how'd you sell him on you though? 
Um, my cookie? No. <laughs> I don't know. What's in my look? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I is your so is your last name hyphenated? Is it Black Campion? Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, cool. so kind of a funny story on that. I had planned on it just being Campion, but most people just know me as Megan Black, and even when I, I say my name's Megan Campion, they always say, "Oh, Black's here" or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. kind of, I've built a very um. I guess, bigger name for myself with black. And it's, it's hard to outrun that, I guess. Um, so I go by black champion for now. Oh, for now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe some, I'd like to just have just champion. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what about your daughter, Layton? Is it champion. just camp? It is champion. Yeah. yeah. Just camp. yeah. And eventually one day, hopefully people forget about the black part. And I, can just <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like looking uh, back, you know, taking the time to look back, like you were, you were fun. You were, you were good. You were a big deal. You know, I don't know if people are going to forget about Megan Black anytime soon. I go into these schools that I'm now an National Guard recruiter in, and they still know me as Megan Black. And, <laughs> gosh, it's a good thing I wasn't a total mess up in high school because <laughs> don't forget you, Harry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I could almost argue that you were somewhat of a trailblazer you know did you ever see yourself as that did you ever see yourself as like somebody who was defying the odds or you know doing that nobody else did before no because again I was beating myself up about things that I could do better or chasing my goals of you know I was always trying to reach another goal and everything else on the side of me um about being a trailblazer and stuff like people would tell me that I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I am not a state champion yet. So no, I'm not a trailblazer. <laughs> that was my thought. Ah, okay. Um, well, you were inducted into the Glenn brand hall of fame, you know, yeah, honored. honored. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Did they, um, did you just give you a, send you a call or something? Yeah. One day I was out in Colorado, uh, wrestling and, um, they said, Hey, um, would you be around whatever the date was? It was like June 27th or something. Um, this summer, like, Oh, let me check my calendar. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, they're like, well, we would like to, you know, induct you into the Glenn brand wrestling hall of fame. And, um, I was just speechless, you know, like there's so many, um, great, great wrestlers, great human beings that are, um or in that and i guess to be even considered in that conversation is an honor mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> i guess so it's just um it's tough to hear that sometimes you can't give yourself the grace because you have all these great things that you've done and accomplished you know that you know yeah. you you mentioned the pan ams you were a pan am champion you, you won mm-hmm. gold in 2014 like you know done some great things yeah for for the sport you know yeah yeah i think um with time i learned to appreciate those more you know with only being a year out from competing you're still always like oh i could have done that i've done that and true um the more time from those the more you learn to respect the things that you've done and maybe not for the accomplishment of it but more for the effort that you gave um i think that's more what i'm finding some solace in is like, I, you know what? I gave everything I had. 
And at the end of the day, if I didn't reach um, what I wanted to, like, there's not really anything more I could have done. I, I tried and I'm, I'm proud of that effort I gave. Mm-hmm. That's a tough realization for athletes is realizing like, <laughs> I'm just learning now. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like you said when you don't reach your goals you all you, you doubt yourself you doubt your training you doubt everything and it's like no you really did give it everything you had it just fortunately wasn't meant to be at that time or just not yet like you know yeah um there's so many little twists and turns of my career that I look back and you have those what ifs what could have been and um you know, so many of those times I've learned that I can help other people because I've experienced this or that, or I've fallen short here or there. And to be able to help, um, different girls around the way, around just the area, um, or even teammates be able to talk through those hard times because I've lived them, um, is maybe more, um, humbling and, and more gratifying than actually ever winning those medals is, is being able to be that for someone. Um, and that's what I also take a lot of pride in now is like, I helped a lot of people reach their goals. I had a lot of, of teammates that I've been a part of, um, and maybe I didn't reach mine. Um, but I sure enjoyed helping other people get to theirs as well. And I take a lot of pride in, in the effort that I gave as a partner. Um, and then I'm proud to, to have got to be a part of a lot of people's journeys. Wow. I keep saying that. Wow. Yeah. That's that, again, that's another great point, you know, being a part of somebody's journey, being a partner, like, you know, the wrestlers are nowhere near as good without a good partner, you know? No. Um, and sometimes, you know, because you want to do well yourself, you ask yourself like, why can't I experience that success? You know, I give everything I have every day. I do the right things. Why is it that I haven't reached where I want to yet? And and my partners who are doing the same thing, they're reaching their goals. Why am I not? And just learning that that's not where you're at in your story. You know, um, maybe you don't understand it now. Uh, maybe I, <laughs> it'll be a while. Um, but learning to appreciate other people's success, um, I think only drives you further in your career and enjoying the success of my teammates, um, and seeing them do well. Um, to me, that's, I mean, that's huge. That's great. Like, okay, I didn't reach my goals. Next next thing, let's help you reach yours. And, uh, that's kind of the, the mindset I take to it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just being called selfless, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, so, I try. It's mm-hmm. not, a, and and wrestling is a sport where a lot of times we have to be selfish. You know, we have to get in what's best for for us out of that practice. Um, and at some point, you know, a tournament doesn't go your way, and you don't make it to the next step, and you learn to be selfless in order to help someone else reach their goal. And both times I've got to be a partner at the World Championships. Um, has probably been where I've experienced the most growth in my wrestling is because as a partner, you're getting taken down repeatedly. You're, you're working out with multiple people at these world championships and, and you're being selfless. Um, but the whole time you're helping other people, you're helping yourself. You're learning. Um, maybe it's not you doing those takedowns, but you're learning from them doing them. And um, it just goes back to like, 
my partner, I think is, a also, um, kind of, a a different view of myself, you know, and mm-hmm. if, if my partner the best they could do, then they're not probably not going to be able to do the best they can do. Um, so I always, you know, try to be a good partner. I learned a lot in being a partner, um, mm-hmm. at those world championships and in turn, it made me a better wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to ask you, you know, um, if you look back over your career, are there a couple points that you can point out that you're really proud of that you were, you know, that are, you're excited to talk about? Yeah. Um, I think the, the time I made U23 worlds, um, I, <laughs> I wrestled, that was a good tournament for me. I wrestled really hard. Um, that was world team trials and, um, I did, I had a really good weight cut. I was really, um, really, really like honed in and uh, making that U23 world team was, it was, that was a good successful point in my career mm-hmm. world championships. I got there and I, I didn't, I wrestled with all that emotion again and all that extra baggage. And, you know, I, I my first, I wrestled one match at worlds. I was winning. I think it was like six to nothing. And I ended up losing because I, I got in my own head and, that's kind of you know what I can be good at um but getting there winning that u23 um championship to to solidify myself on that team that was a good point in my career mm-hmm. um going and wrestling my first time internationally at pnms um and winning that that was another part uh, another thing I'm really proud of um mm-hmm. I didn't maybe wrestle my best wrestling there but I was in it mentally I was like yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this mm-hmm. um, and most recently, um, I had talked about that time. I, you know, or at world team trials, just a couple, uh, just a year ago, I had that whole summer off of, you know, struggling and to finally break through and make my first senior national team is something that I was really proud of. Mm-hmm. And I got, um, my head split open that first round of, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a uh, world team trials and um, it was a finals. I was wrestling Maya Nelson. I got hit in the head. Um, I don't remember anything else that match. I ended up getting a bunch of stitches. Um, I came back the next match and I didn't even know where I was. I didn't, I didn't win that match, but in my heart, I remember being like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to win this. I'm never out of it. And I'm really proud of myself for that um, because that's the first match that, that tournament, I beat some good girls. I beat Cam Guerin, um, Michaela Beck, like a, a couple other really good wrestlers. And it was, it was a turning point for me um, because I was mentally in that match. Um, sometimes I call myself a practice room world champ. Like I could <laughs> like everyone in practice, but I couldn't, couldn't turn that over in a match. And although it, I ended my career with a second place at world team trials, I'm probably most proud of that because I was mentally with it that entire match, even though I was mentally out of it. <laughs> From that time, mm-hmm. um, my head split open. I never gave up my heart. And I, I knew that. And I'm, I'm proud to be able to end my career with that match. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm proud of the effort I gave to that. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> You know, I think you should, you know, there's a lot that you can be proud of over your career, you know, and I hope someday, you know, you'll be able to soak that in and, and look, o- you know, look over it the way that we do, you know. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, 
uh, where were you? I guess I want to end here real quick with, you know, Iowa women's wrestling got sanctioned, you know, do you, yeah. do you remember where you were when you heard the news and yep. what was that um, like? At the Iowa girls state tournament. Um, oh, you were there. Sister, yep. My sister was getting ready to wrestle her finals match. Um, I was extremely excited because like, this is, this is my sister getting to wrestle in an arena in front of everyone for a state change something that I never got to do. I never got to wrestle for a state championship and I was so excited. And then they announced that they were going to sanction it. And I was like, man, I am so proud to be um, a part of this. Um, even at, you know, just a competitive level, the, the fact that I've got to watch it from, you know, where I didn't see any girls to mm-hmm. now this arena full, full of girls. And um, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Super proud to be an Iowan. Um, mm-hmm. And to be able to give those opportunities to our girls. Yeah. Did you know it was going to be sanctioned? Um, I had heard uh, some rumors earlier that day, but rumors are rumors until it happened. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long time that they were going to sanction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did, are you, are you going to be at the the UWW World Cup? Yeah. Yep. I'll be there. Really? Cool. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to see my WCAP teammates and. Um, the different world team or US, Team USA. I mean, when you've been around it this long, like you're friends with that whole team, whether mm-hmm. you with them or not. Like those are those are your battle buddies. Those are the mm-hmm. people you're grinding with. And I haven't seen them for a while. I can't wait to introduce them to Layton and <laughs> yes, embrace them with a hug. I'm a hugger, and uh, <laughs> just watch them go out there and grind. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Um, the last question I have for you here is, so Zach was, you know, a former wrestler. Yeah. Did you know you were going to marry a wrestler or date a wrestler or were you the exact opposite where you're like, I know how wrestling guys are. I don't want anything to do with them. I didn't really want anything to do with anyone for a while, to be honest with you. I, it was like, uh, boys, I'm wrestling. I don't want to, you know, to, I don't want to date anyone right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess it didn't really matter. It never mattered to me if they're a wrestler or not, or a farmer or not. Um, number one to me was um, to have be a Jesus lover. And, you know, if, if they're, if that was something that was number one to me and if they were, you know, pursuing Christ like me, um, then that's who I wanted. And mm-hmm. so I prayed for years um, for God to bring the right, right person into my life. And I got out of AIT and, um, I, I know earlier I told you, I, um, deleted a bunch of, or I had deleted Facebook, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I always struggled with that. Um, because there were as many bad messages as there were, there were twice as many good ones mm-hmm. bad that I couldn't, um, that I never responded to a lot of people that were really kind to me. And after AIT, I was like, you know what, I'm going to reopen this Facebook and I'm just going to close this chapter in my life. And that's when I had ran across, um, Zach and, uh, you know, I didn't know he was a wrestler at the time. I just had, I was like, you know what, someday when the time's right, I know he follows me on Instagram. So when someday when he posts a story, I'll just, you know, comment back and be like, Hey, sorry for, you know, I guess not responding to you years Mm -hmm. ago for being kind to me. Um, that was, you know, kind of mean anyway. It was like that next week he was on Instagram and I originally was going to say, Hey, sorry for, you know, being a butthole back in the day, (laughs) not acknowledging, acknowledging your kindness. Um, 
but we just started talking and turns out he was a wrestler. I didn't know it at the time. It was never my intention to even, you know, date him. It just kind of worked out that way. So really just right, right time. Right yeah. Time. <laughs> right. It's probably funny. So you didn't know he was, but he probably, he knew you though, right? Yeah. He, he knew me. <laughs> And eventually, like, you know, you start creeping. You find right. out. No, never important to me to mm-hmm. wrestler or anything like that. Really, I just wanted someone to like me for the crazy person I am. And <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it doesn't really matter, just as long as they, they also um, love Christ and pursued him. So, mm-hmm. right on. Wrestling's great. Yeah. But it, you know, there's other things too. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, and that, yeah, I think some of us get lost in it because when you're an athlete, you're competing, you think that's all there is. Is that yeah. sport? I think a lot of athletes struggle with finding an identity um, Yeah. when they're finished wrestling. And, you know, maybe to some degree, I struggle with that because so much of me is wrestling. I mean, that's what you spend your time with, right? But for me, my, my identity has always been in God, always been in Christ. And so wrestling is just something that I do. Um, it's not who I am necessarily. It's definitely shaped, you know, helped to shape who I am. And I, I love it. I love wrestling. I always mm-hmm. love it. Um, but it's just a small piece of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess um, what what is the future for Megan, for Megan Campion? Well. Or Megan Black Campion, I suppose, yeah. but, you know? <laughs> uh, you know still trying to figure out that right now um i'm i'm enjoying being a recruiter um in in the national guard i love serving my country um looking forward from here i think i have a lot to give still to the sport um so whether that's coaching maybe competing um or just being an ambassador, um, if there's anything I can do for Iowa, you know, <laughs> to help continue growing this wrestling, I'll do it. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like. I'm still kind of praying about it and I'm just waiting for God to open the right doors. Um, but I'm, I know I'll know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my past, you know, I know it when I see it, but I know that my heart's still in wrestling. Um, so I have a lot left to give to it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Where that- <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it's, it's so I'm with you. Like it, it's hard to, to just stop and hard to get away. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, uh, it was a year ago today that I found out I was having my daughter and that was really an emotional ro- roller coaster. Not because I, I didn't think I wanted kids. I, I knew I would love her and I knew I wanted kids, but like mm-hmm. you go from, giving all you have 100% to a sport you love to just cutting it cold Turkey. You don't just stop that love that day because, um, you can't do it anymore. So it's just finding, and I'm still trying to figure out that, um, what that looks like for me. What, what do I have to do in the sport? What can I give to it? Because it's given so much to me. And that love isn't just died because a year ago I found out I was having a baby. Like it's still burning. Mm -hmm. Um, just trying to to we're trying to find the right place to put that fire. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um gosh, so many good things have been said here by you today. 
Um, and I know I keep saying this one last question, but honestly, one last question. Yeah. Did you ever fall out of love with the sport with as much ups and downs and adversity that you kind of had during your wrestling career so far? I'll say so far, cause I don't think it's finished yet. But <laughs> <laughs> so far, was there ever a time where like you got burnt out or you fell out of love where you're like, I just don't love There's- the same. That I thought that I that I fell out of love with wrestling, or I thought that um, I didn't want to wrestle. Um, and and as I like would think those things, I would realize like it's not wrestling that you're tired of. You're tired of the baggage that you put on yourself. You're tired of the extra weight you put on. Wrestling doesn't do that to you. You do that to you. And um, I, so I would get irritated with myself more than anything. I think the easiest thing to do is blame it on wrestling. Like, Oh, I'm tired and I'm sore because of wrestling or, um, I'm, I'm just tired of, you know, dedicating myself to something, dedicating myself to wrestling. I'm tired of like, you know, I want to be a regular person and just enjoy Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, <laughs> but when you like think about it, I'm like, I'm not tired of wrestling. I'm tired of making bad decisions and then having to deal with the consequences. Uh, and, and wrestling has a good way of making you deal with those things. Um, that, you know, those bad decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> be like eating too much or um, not getting enough sleep, like wrestling, you may not have wrestled as well, or you may not have enjoyed wrestling because you made other bad decisions. It's not because of wrestling. It's because of other things, all this other stuff you're doing. Um, it's not the wrestling. And, and when I figured out that it was like, okay, now I need to figure out stuff outside of the room in order for me to do the best I can do inside the room. So sometimes, yeah, I got irritated with wrestling or I got burnt out, but then when I would, reanalyze it it wasn't wrestling it was i burned out on myself like megan you got to be better for yourself not for wrestling mm-hmm. yeah so i burst out laughing there because i think we all anybody who's wrestled and cut weight knows thanksgiving is yeah you get so mad at wrestling uh, every year like it's christmas <laughs> everyone's just eating and having fun and you're getting extra workouts in. you're like gosh why can i have done bowling or something? <laughs> And then, like, you're like, ah, it's not wrestling that you hate. It's the fact that you ate too much pumpkin pie. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I think that's perfect to end on. But that that is very, again, you've, you've been saying some great stuff. That is another well thought out and well um, perfectly said um, um Yeah, perfectly said uh, acknowledgement there. I don't know what the word I'm looking but, um, uh, you know, that people, that's what happened, you know it's not the sport that does it to you. The sport doesn't do these things. It's, it's you. And that's, that's a good way to put it. Usually I want to say for most people, maybe I'm just, yeah. just speaking here, <laughs> <laughs> but I think most, for most people, if they really analyzed it, it's not wrestling that they're burnt out of. It's a relationship to burn out of that's affecting them in the wrestling realm. It's, um, their ability to just manage life outside of wrestling, manage their own emotions outside of wrestling. Um, because all those things, like they affect you in the wrestling room, whether you think it or not. And, and I tell the girls that coach all the time, like, if you think your bad grades aren't affecting your wrestling, you're wrong. If you think that it, you drinking on the weekends or, you know, wh- whatever it is, isn't affecting your wrestling, like you're lying to yourself. Everything you do outside of the room affects you in the wrestling room. 
Um, and so when you get burnout of wrestling or something, maybe you should look at what you're doing outside of the wrestling room. Cause it's probably not the sport that you're tired of. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe it's everything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think generally more likely than not, they're not burnt out of the sport. It's, it's circumstances surrounding the sport that they're not taking care of that are impacting the sport and their yeah, love and for it. I mean, there's truly, you know, people that overtrain and you can get overtrained. And there was points in my life where I overtrained and yeah, you get burnt out then. Um, but part of learning is, um, you know, learning to maybe work smarter, not harder. Um, <laughs> when you learn to do that, wrestling also becomes more enjoyable because you you're wrestling for an hour a day instead of two hours a day, but you're giving it all you have for that hour instead of two hours and you, you're making a lot more hay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been great. I was looking forward to this, um, you know, talking to you about your journey. I was looking forward um, to it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. You were, you know, I, and again, I hope one day you can look over at your career the same way that uh, us outsiders look at it with, you know, with, with success and, um, and happy about what you've done for the sport and what you're going to continue to do for the sport. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. You know, I, I can take pride in what I've done. I'm I'm really excited about the things that I still have left to do, the, the mm-hmm. things that give. So, mm-hmm. and I think you know, if I may, that that might be why you look over your career and 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 maybe don't see it as fondly as others because it's not done yet, yeah. and there's going to be some things you're going to reach. True. Yep. I think it's you know whether that's me competing or me coaching or mentoring or whatever it is, I think I have a lot left to give and. It's hard to look at what you maybe have and, and think it's completed yet or it's 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 not the final product. So it's hard to be like completely happy with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, again, I appreciate you doing this and sitting down. I I think I'm fingers crossed. I think I'll be at the World Cup as well. So maybe I'll run into you. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm just excited to see the women team, you know. They're such a tough group of girls. They're so resilient. Um, like I can't wait to see them get out there and grind. I mean, the rest of the world um, should be on notice because those girls are are tough. They're only getting tougher, um, and it, it's going to continue that way. I mean, the best American wrestling is yet to come for the women and the men too. But the women are they're coming in. Coming yes. In. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. So I'm excited. And, you know, Felicity Taylor grew up, she went to Southwind, which is Calmer, yep. which is just like literally 20 minutes away from my high school, MFL Marmac in Monona. So like, it's yeah. cool to see kind of a local, local girl, you know, get yep. a shot too. And I, you know, we were, I'm McKendry there for a little while together mm-hmm. and she's so tough. I mean, excited to see her back in Iowa and an Iowa singlet and can't wait to see how she does. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, off off the not off the record, but you know, after the podcast here, I'll cut this out. But I'm I'm curious, were you a little like, was it a little bittersweet that like now things are starting to come alive, like for women's wrestling, and it's like, ah man, I wish I could have been able to experience wrestling for Iowa or going to a state tournament or anything like that. Um, yes and no. Like, would I have loved to be a girl state champion? Of course, right. Um, but I think getting I getting to watch my sister do opportunities that I didn't get and, you know, now having a daughter of my own and knowing that she's going to have those opportunities takes away any foul taste that I could ever have. Mm -hmm. Um, 
not having those same opportunities. Yeah. Excited for this next generation and, and the generation that's wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, 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 no bitter taste or anything. You know, okay. I did the most I could what I had and that was it, but super excited for the, for the people who get these. <laughs> yeah, it's gosh, you know, it, it's just tough. Um, because I hear you give, and you've said this before, you know, earlier in the podcast, like your outlook for other people is so amazing, <laughs> but yeah. your outlook for yourself. And I can empathize with that. Cause I have that, you know, same thing too, you know, but yeah, your outlook for yourself just seems a little dimmer. <laughs> you know well you know i just maybe didn't i'm, I'm i don't want it to be confused i'm proud of the things i did mm-hmm. i just love everything i did <laughs> so, yeah. uh, still proud of it um mm-hmm. just you know maybe not what i totally wanted yeah true and that's tough to swallow you know so yeah yeah but and i anyway. think that i i gave so yeah well, regardless of the result, I gave it all I had. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Megan Black Campion, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, you can find more information about the UWW World Cup, which is taking place December 10th and 11th at Extreme Arena at www.worldcupiowacity.com. Take care, and we will see you next time.